You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 75. Listen up, guys. I am now a published author. <laughs> Let's go! Welcome back to Motivating from the Six. This is a podcast that is intended to change your life. It's intended to motivate you. It's intended to inspire you. It's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances, no matter what you're going through, and demand change for your own life. I am your host, Jeff Martin of JeffADMartin.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. For all of you who have hit subscribe, who have hit play, who have downloaded, for all of you who have left a review, a rating, thank you so much because I understand that your time is extremely valuable. And the mere fact that you've taken even just a little bit of it and you have invested it into listening to this podcast episode after episode, I just want to say thank you so much. I definitely appreciate all of you who have done that. I'm happy to announce that today I have a sponsor. And who is that sponsor? That sponsor is my own book, Brothers from the Six, Sisters from the Six, Role Models in My Community. This book is intended to inspire kids at a younger age to have them recognize that there are role models in their community, specifically in the city of Toronto and the surrounding area, the greater Toronto area. This book is intended to have your kids recognize that they don't have to be the LeBron James. They don't have to be the Steph Currys. And if they have the skill and they have the abilities to do so, then go out there and do it. However, there are other jobs that they can do. There are other ways that they can change this world. They can become doctors. They can become lawyers. And even though those type of people are not necessarily seen on TV on a regular basis... I want your children to understand that these are role models as well. So again, today's sponsor, my very first sponsor, is my own children's book, Brothers from the Six, Sisters from the Six, Role Models in My Community. Now, I'm glad you tuned in today because I'm talking to you about this book that sponsored today's episode, my first book. I'm a published author, y'all. I am so excited. This has been a long time coming, and I think I'm going to break it down uh, into a few sections to really help you understand the process. For those of you out there who are looking to do your own book, for those of you who are looking to just complete anything with creating whatever it is you're trying to create, there's a process, and you have to go through the process, and I guarantee even amongst the hard work, even amongst the difficulties, when you stay consistent, you are going to come out on the other end. You're going to be successful. Today, I want to talk to you about the process of creating my very first, one of many, one of many books. I'm telling you there's more to come, but my very first publication, my very first published book, Brothers from the Six. Sisters from the Six, Role Models in My Community. And if you're wondering where you can get it, you can log on to Amazon.ca and look it up there. You can go to KnowledgeBookstore.com, look it up there as well. If you are out of town, meaning if you are out of the city of Toronto, go on to any of those sites and I guarantee you can get it, order it. Please let me know your thoughts. I would love to get your thoughts and reviews on that as well. 
Now, in regards to creating my very first book, you guys got to understand, I am extremely excited. This has been a process that's been happening for a while. I'll get into it in a second. But I want to break it down into sections, as I talked about. The first section is the idea. The second section is the process. Then the journey. Then the opportunities. I want to break things down that way to really help you to understand how I was able to get from A to B, from the idea to actually having a tangible copy of my book, having it being sold in stores, having it being read by children and in uh, different schools all around the city. This is exactly what I dreamt about. And here I am living out one of my dreams that I've been working at for the longest while. I'll start with the idea. You see, I am a motivational speaker. And oftentimes I get an opportunity to go and speak into schools from elementary schools all the way to colleges and universities and even community groups as well. And along my journey, particularly in some of the underserved communities within the Toronto and the greater Toronto area, and I imagine it's going to be the same in any other underserved communities, what I find is that many of these kids have never seen a role model. They have never seen anybody that they can strive to become. Oftentimes you talk to these kids and you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And most times you hear them say, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be Steph Curry. I want to be LeBron James. Again, there's nothing wrong with with trying to push to become the best self that you can become. If you have the skill, then absolutely go ahead. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's very easy to just dream and say you want to become Steph Curry. But going down that path is a lot more difficult. And I made this um, uh, comparison the other day. The path to become a urologist, the path to become a brain surgeon is actually an easier path than it is to actually become an MBA star. Now, let's be clear here, the path to become a brain surgeon or a urologist is absolutely difficult, but my point being is that the probability of becoming a specialized doctor is absolutely easier than making it to any professional league. So when I see these kids and they're talking about they want to be the next Steph Curry, the next LeBron James, the next Tom Brady... It's important for these kids to recognize that, yes, these are the people you see on TV every single week, and it appears they're living this beautiful and lavish lifestyle, which they are, I imagine. However, there are people right in your community, people who have grown up on your block, people who have gone to the very similar schools that you have, if not the same school, and they are striving, doing some amazing things in their community. I'm talking about lawyers. I'm talking about doctors. I'm talking about judges. I'm talking about veterinarians. I'm talking about, you know, the list can go on and on. People who are doing some amazing work and actually they are change agents within the community. They're doing things that most people are not doing. Why? Because they decided for themselves that they want to be that person. They want to be that individual, that 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 role model, that mentor. And many of our kids in our neighborhoods don't get to see these people on a regular basis, if at all. Many of these people are not even known by the youth. Why? Well, you know, these people are busy. They're out there. They're doing their job. They're doing different things. However, again, they're not glorified in the same way when you see a player playing basketball on TV, when you see a player who is playing football on TV or a rapper or a singer. They're not glorified in the same way. So a dentist, someone who's opened three or four locations, 
is not going to get the same status level, so to speak, socially as a player who plays for your favorite basketball team. And so our kids are not seeing these dentists. Our kids are not seeing the veterinarians, not seeing the professionals that are out there. And so it's important for me to make sure our kids are seeing that. So again, as a motivational speaker going into schools, oftentimes I notice that these kids, they don't know who's out there. People who are from their community, if they could look back in time and see 10 years ago, 20 years ago, some of the people who are successful now have lived right on their block, have lived in very similar neighborhoods, who've grown up in very similar circumstances, in hardships, in poverty sometimes. And these people have found a level of success. So the idea came to me because this is what I was seeing. When I was out there talking to kids, I was recognizing that many of them, and I'm talking about even at the high school level, this book is for children between the ages of five to eight, give or take. However, even at the high school level, I had kids coming up to me and saying, yeah, I'm going to be in the NFL. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, perfect. What grade are you in? I'm in the 10th grade. Okay. Are you on the bas- Are you on the base? Sorry. Are you on the football team? And they're like, yeah, but you know, and you could tell by the way they're speaking that they don't play a lot or they're not really serious about it, but their goal is to make it to the NFL. And I'm here to tell these kids, even at the older ages, that there are so many other jobs that you can do that can actually make a bigger impact in your community and maybe even on the world. What I want these children to know is that you can make a difference. And number one, you can make a difference in any job that you're working in. It doesn't have to be a high end job. You can be a greeter at a grocery store and you can make a difference in the world. But what I want these kids to know again, that there are role models out there that they could actually reach out to, that are they're, they're touchable. You can call them. You can email them. If you send LeBron James an email, I'm not sure if he's going to respond. But if you send a local doctor an email, the local surgeon an email, an email, if you send the local dentist, the local veterinarian, if you send these people emails, there's a good chance they're going to get back to you. If you want to go visit them at their office, there's a good chance they're going to speak to you and you can actually learn from them directly and learn the path that they took so you can potentially go down the same path. I don't remember what day it was, but I remember it came to me in the middle of the night about 4 a.m. And it's funny, I've talked about this before. I think it's so important that you have a book, you have paper, you have a pen, something sitting on the side of your bed. Because sometimes, I don't know what the scientific term is, but when you're sleeping, your brain starts going all over the place. And that's when some of your greatest and best ideas are gonna come to you. The idea of this book came to me in the middle of the night about 4 a.m. I remember I got up to use the washroom and my brain's going here and there and everywhere. And the idea came out and said, why don't you create a children's book? Why don't you create a book that's going to do the exact same thing that you've been doing with some of these schools when you're going out there mentoring these kids and doing some motivational speaking and showing them that they have so much potential? Why don't you create all of this and put it in a book for the younger children? Because then the younger children are able to read this and me, Jeff Martin, I could actually stretch further by these kids having my book in their schools and their homes. Because of course, as many schools as I want to go speak to, I can't get to them all. So if I create this book, then maybe I can get to these kids, the ones I'll never be able to meet, the ones I'll never be able to speak to and let them know that they can strive to become anything. That's where the idea was born.
Now, I played with it in my head back and forth and how would this work and what would I do? And of course, I had so much fear. Why? Because it's something that I've never done before. I've never walked the path of creating a book, let alone a children's book. This was all brand new to me. And I can tell you, I'll speak about it in a little bit, but the journey has been amazing. But it also has been full of headaches as well because everything that I do is brand new. But I'm continuing to push through despite having this fear because I realize that the purpose of this book is bigger, is better than any fear that I could potentially have for myself. So the process was difficult and I pushed through and again, I was thinking, how am I going to do this? And so from the idea, I said, I have to act on this. Now, of course, I spoke to my wife about the whole idea because, you know, I want to make sure that it's not just in my head, but actually if I speak to somebody else, does this whole idea of this book make sense? And of course she was like, yeah, fantastic. Go, go for it. I spoke to a couple other people as well. And they're like, yeah, great idea. And so I started to put the plan in place. This brings me to part two, the process. The process of creating this book was insane. I could tell you it was good. It was great. It was amazing. It was frustrating. It was time consuming. It was head knocking against the wall. It was all of those things. But in the end, because it's out now, I could tell you it was all worth it. The process of creating this book, I was thinking, what should the storyline be like? How should I create the characters? Who's going to be in this book? And so if you have an opportunity to pick up the book again on Amazon.ca, you will see the book. There are two sides. So you have the one side, Brothers from the Six, Role Models of My Community. And when you flip the book, so there's no back cover. When you flip the book, it's a second front cover. And that is Sisters from the Six, Role Models in My Community. And I did this for a couple of reasons. Number one, I did some research when I did this book. I didn't just throw things together. Maybe some people think I did. I actually did some research. Reacher shows that for boys, young boys, for example, boys will watch Superman. They will not watch Supergirl, right? Girls will watch Supergirl and Superman. And so, again, this is going to studies that I had looked up. Um, I did my own research from the book, and it was important for me that I combined the book so the young boys and the young girls had an opportunity to read it. If I created two separate books, one book being for the boys, one book being for the girls, the young boys, chances are they would never read the girl's side of the book. So I combined it so it's all there. So young boys can read the girl's side. They can't run from it because it's in the book. And of course, as I mentioned with the example that I gave, uh, the young girls will be reading the boy's side and the girl's side as well. And that's why I combined the book. Now, in terms of the process as well, um, developing the character. So on the boy side, there's a main boy character. His name is JJ, and that is my son, my oldest son. I don't have any girls. So on the girl side, I got a good friend of mine, a goddaughter of mine, Nia. I love you, Nia. And um, her parents allowed me to use her as the model, so to speak, on the girl's side of the book. Now, in terms of the book, just to kind of give you the concept, the whole idea of the way it works is that each page has a different job. So, for example, a job talks about or one of the pages rather talks about being a judge. You can be a judge. These are the things that judges do. Do you want to be a judge like Justice Donald McLeod? 
Justice Donald McLeod is a judge who works in the greater Toronto area. Again, he is not someone who's in the news. He does not get as much airtime in his airplay as LeBron James, as Steph Curry, as Tom Brady. And I keep using those guys' names, but even as Kevin Hart, he doesn't get the type of airplay because his job is not that type of job that's going to sensationalize what they do. However, being a judge is an important job. It's a, it's a job that makes important decisions and you have a lot of uh, decision-making uh, abilities within your city. And so these kids, our kids, our own, the next generation, I want them to understand that they can strive to be that person. And so each page has a different job. And it, it again, it describes what the job is. And then it gives the example of who's doing that job in the city. So these kids can understand that there are real life people doing these jobs. So one of the jobs that I used, or, or I'll go through the list of jobs that I did. Uh, the first job I did was a police officer. And again, I did my research and in regards to re the research, I looked up, you know, what kind of jobs do young kids want to do? And, you know, there's still some of the traditional jobs that young boys talk about. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a firefighter because at that age, those jobs are glorified in their mind. So I wanted to add some of those in, but at the same time, I want to add in a few other jobs that maybe they don't potentially think about. So the first job I listed is a police officer, and I use my man Keith Merrith. Keith Merrith is a police officer uh, who has worked in the greater Toronto area for 30-something years. He's been a pillar in the community. He has done so much work, volunteer work within the community, and I wanted these kids to see him as a police officer so they can understand that they can strive to do that as well if they choose. As a firefighter, the next job I have is a firefighter. I have chosen a friend of mine. His name is Al Desant. Now, you got to understand, if you are from the Toronto neighborhood, if you are from the greater Toronto area and you've noticed firemen, you'll probably notice that you have not seen a lot of firemen who are minorities. Most of the firemen are Caucasian male. Now, you know, that's the way it is. However, I want children from diverse backgrounds to recognize that that's a job that they can strive to do. Just because they don't see a reflection of themselves in that job regularly, understand those reflections are there. Al Desant is a firefighter who has been doing some amazing work and saving people's lives in this city for many, many years. I want these children to recognize that because, again, I want our children to recognize and know that if they want to become a firefighter, they can become a firefighter and nothing is going to stand in their way so long as that they are going to put in the work that is necessary. I mentioned Justice Donald McLeod. Justice Donald McLeod is a judge, as I mentioned, that works in the Toronto, the greater Toronto area, and so he is in the book as well. Going on, I mentioned that you can become a doctor. I want our children to recognize that they can be doctors, and so I mentioned two individuals here. I mentioned Dr. Joel, and he is a chiropractor, and I also mentioned Dr. Joseph. Dr. Joseph is a urologist. Dr. Joseph, uh, he has a great story. And another book that I'm working on in the near future, where there's a number of us coming together, we're writing our stories and we're going to put it out there. Dr. Joseph is one of those authors. He is going to be contributing, talking about how he grew up in a very difficult time, in a very difficult neighborhood, and now he's how he's been able to strive and become a urologist today. 
Like that story is amazing. And he he is the exact idea of what I want these kids to recognize. You can grow up in a tough time. You can grow up in a tough neighborhood. You can grow up in poverty and you could still strive to become that surgeon if you choose to become that. Again, you know, just some real great people that I chose to be in the book. Number, I don't know what number I'm at. I've lost count. Uh, but another person I've added in the book is TV news anchor Dwight Drummond. Again, these people are all from the Toronto area. So if you're outside of the Toronto, Canada area, these may, these names may not sound familiar to you. But I guarantee you, Google them and you will see things come up. All of these people are all doing some great things in the community, even outside of the regular nine to five. And so you Google them and I guarantee you're going to see some positive things uh, that pull up, that get pulled up on your internet browser. All right. So I've also used Chef Robert Rainford. And again, this is on the boys side. I want the boys to know that they can be chefs. Now, I know that most of the bigger name chefs are men in the world. However, we do know that there's a stigma when it comes to cooking. Women in the kitchen, that's a stigma that's happened or that's been uh, playing throughout society for years and years. I think times are changing now, so it's not as bad as it once was. However, it's important for our young boys to know that they can be chefs, that they can be in the kitchen, that they can be uh, you know, cleaning the house. There's a lot of things that they are able to do and the old thinking no longer applies. So our young men and of course our young women, you can be chefs. You can be chefs that are on TV. You can be chefs that own um, you know, a, a magnificent restaurant. There's a lot of things you're able to achieve. Chef Robert Rainford, is a chef that had his own TV show. And I used to watch it all the time. It was a barbecue show, and that's where I got some of my barbecue skills from. So thanks, Rob. <laughs> but again, it's important for our kids to recognize that these are things that they can become. And I wanted just to continue to, to push that so they never forget that, that they can, they can strive to become anything that they put their mind to. Now, flipping over to the girl side of the book, and again, as I mentioned, I, I described why I split the book. However, when I mentioned the girl side, I, I want our young boys, and I mentioned this in the book as well, I want our young boys to know that they can strive to do those jobs as well. And our young girls, our young queens, they can strive to do the jobs on the boys' side as well. It doesn't matter where the job lies in the book. You are able to do it, young child. You are able to do it. You can achieve. You can go out there and conquer the world. So going on. On the girl side, I mentioned that you can be a school administrator. And I have someone in here who is a vice principal, Arlene Wright. She is a vice principal of a school. And again, I want these kids to know that they don't have to just be a, well, they're a student now, but they don't have to be a teacher. If they don't want to, they can actually become a school administrator. So you can be a vice principal. You can be a principal. You can move on and become a director of a school board. There are so many things that you're able to accomplish. Also in this book, I mentioned that you can be an entertainer. If you're a rapper, if you're an actor, if you're a singer, it doesn't matter. If you are, uh, you know, you want to perform, it doesn't matter. You can be an entertainer like Lisa Michelle. 
Lisa Michelle is an entertainer from the Toronto area, and she's done some amazing things. I see her on commercials regularly. She's done plays. She's cut albums. She's always performing, whether it be singing or acting. She's always just loves to do her thing. And again, she is included in this book because I want our children to know that they can be, they can strive to become a musician. They can be a dancer. They can be a rapper. They can be a singer. They can be an actor. It doesn't matter. Whatever that they want, whatever it is that they want to do, they can strive to become. They can be the entertainer. I have also mentioned in here two veterinarians, Dr. Sasha Black and Dr. Laura Williams. These are two individuals, two women who own two veterinary clinics. And they are doing some amazing work with animals and helping people to get their animals well. And I'll be honest, I don't see a lot of diversity when it comes to veterinarians. And so it was important for me when I heard about these women, it was important for me to include them in the book because number one, children love animals. So children always talk about one of the jobs I've often heard children say is that they wanna be a veterinarian, but I wanted to include these women because again, you rarely see women of color as veterinarians. And so I wanted to ensure that they were included in the book so our young kids can understand, they can know that they can strive to be just like Dr. Williams and just like Dr. Black. I've also included in here a lawyer and the lawyer that I included in here is Anika Roberts. She's a lawyer within the Toronto area, again, doing some amazing work. She's done some criminal uh, cases. She's done, she's done a, a lot of different things within the court process. And again, I want our children to realize that they can be lawyers. They can help people. They can make a difference by being a lawyer in our city, in the world, right? Also, another job that I have listed in here is a politician. And the example that I gave, the person who is illustrated in this book is Dr. Jean Augustine. If you are from the Toronto area, then you are probably very familiar with who she is. Dr. Jean Augustine, and if you're not from the Toronto area, you got to listen close. Dr. Jean Augustine, she is uh, she was a politician within the Toronto area. She is the one actually that introduced Black History Month to Canada. I'm going to give you a second because you got to swallow that pill. That's a big pill right there. She introduced the concept. She brought it to the prime minister, which is like the leader of our country, of Canada. She brought the idea to the prime minister and it was introduced that she wanted to declare Black History Month in Canada. The reason why all areas of Canada celebrate Black History Month is because she brought the idea and it, the whole motion was passed. And the following year, which was 1996, that's the very first year that Black History Month was celebrated in Canada. Absolutely huge. I want our children to know that that's a piece of history. And I want our children to recognize that they can be politicians too, because politicians are the ones who help to create the rules. Politicians are the ones who help to, to help people in their circumstances when they're stuck and they need certain things done and the laws aren't in their favor and we need to help uh, people and groups to become progressive. Politicians are the ones who make these decisions. I want our children to recognize that they too can make these decisions. Last but not least, in terms of people who were chosen for this book, I also chose an Olympic athlete, a basketball player, Miss Alicia Tatum. Again, an Olympian. She played for Team Canada in the Olympics. 
you don't get higher than that. Like, that's amazing. She represented the country of Canada in the Olympics. And I was so happy that she was uh, willing to be included in this book because, again, I want our children to know that they can be athletes. Now, purposely, I put a female athlete in because, again, you talk to young some of these young men and they tell you, I want to be the next Steph Curry. They know they can do that. However, many of our young girls don't know that they can strive to be the same thing. Many of our young girls don't realize, don't recognize that they have the potential to be athletes and well as well. And they actually have the potential to perform at a high level and get paid for it. Get paid for it. And so it's important for our children, our young girls to realize that they can be athletes too. They can strive to become their best. They can be amazing. They can be brilliant in no matter what it is they're trying to do. So the process of this book, again, these are the people who have chose to be in the book. I went through a list of different jobs that I thought, number one, kids would like, and number two, jobs that were as traditional as the usual traditional jobs. And so I kind of combined uh, both sides. Of course, there's probably a thousand people I could have put in the book, but it is a children's book and children only have uh, you know, a very short attention span. So I decided to cut it right down. I whittled it down and I chose the jobs and I found the representation for every job that I have in the book, a real life person doing that job. I reached out to them, see if they're interested in being the book, had them sign a contract and they all came back and so they're like, yep, this is amazing, let's do this. And so from there now, in terms of the process, from there, I started looking for an illustrator. Looking for an illustrator, I could tell you, was daunting because you want to be able to, number one, make sure you have someone who's knowledgeable, make sure you have someone who knows how to do the job, like they understand um they understand art. They know what you're, they, they can convey your message and they actually have the skill, right? So it's important that you find someone who's knowledgeable. They actually have the skill and they have the ability to almost read your mind and see what you are trying to say and, and how you want the picture illustrated. They're bringing your idea to life. Finding an illustrator was crazy difficult, I ended up going on Fiverr.com. For so for those of you who are into different things, arts and, and such, there's a website called Fiverr.com. It was through Fiverr that I found a number of illustrators. I went through their work. I spoke to some of them, found out their pricing, found out what they do, how they do it. Do they digitalize it? Like what's the process? And then I got it down to like two or three people. I found one individual and this person was absolutely fantastic. Now, of course, the book is based in Toronto. It's a Toronto, Canada-based book. And so I thought to myself, should I be looking for an illustrator that's out of Toronto as well? Like that might not be a bad idea. And so I kind of held on to the person that I found on the website and started looking locally. I found a couple people. Some people weren't able to do it. Some people, it didn't work in their schedule. There was one individual that I did find, and I thought that he was super talented. We started to go forward with everything, and as we kind of went forward, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but as we started to go forward, there were certain things that he was not able to do. He was not able to complete, and we were almost close to the end of this whole project, and he wasn't able to complete it. So I had to stop there, which was so nerve-wracking. I had to stop there and go back to the drawing board and try to find another illustrator. Again, we talk about the process. The process can be so difficult because you have things you want to get done. And if something that needs to get done is out of your power, meaning I'm not an illustrator, 
I don't have the skills to draw the way someone else draws. So now I'm sitting and waiting for someone to get things done. It can be frustrating because it's not in my control. However, again, once you've learned the process of how to do something, for me at this point, it's this children's book. For you, it might be an app. For you, it might be a game. For you, it might be um, a self-help book. For you, it might be a book of poetry. It might be a cooking book. Whatever it is for you. There's a process that has to be done. And even though that process can be difficult, it can be heart-wrenching, ultimately, once you go through the process, you know how to do it again. And so because I learned a little bit in terms of what the illustrator was trying to do, even though he wasn't able to fulfill his duty, I was able to go back to an illustrator that I found on Fiverr.com, reach out, reach out to him, and he was like, yep, let's do that. So I got to say shout out to my man, Mel Caspian, who is the illustrator of this book. I love his artwork. He was so easy to work with, and I would recommend him to anybody who is looking to get some illustrations done, whether it be for a children's book, whether it be for a poster, whatever you have in mind. If you need some drawings done, it could be a drawing that's more cartoonish or it could be a drawing that's a little bit more real. But either way, he was able to get the work done. So as we push forward, I was able to get the work done from Mel. I've got the words now. I got the uh, the manuscript. I got that edited. I got the illustrations. I put them forward to a publisher. And again, there were some hiccups with the publisher as well. However, as I talked about, when you go through these hiccups, the next time, if I decide to do another children's book, I've learned some things in the process. I am working on two other books, uh, two adult books, and there's things I've learned through this uh, situation that's going to help me further along in those two books and anything else that I do in the future. Why? Because of the process. I learned about the process. And that actually takes me to my third point, the journey. Now, the process and, of course, the journey sound very similar and much of it is. But the journey in terms of what I've learned along the way is so invaluable. I just talked about it and I'll say it again, that the fact that when you do something once, you've learned what it feels like. Like any basketball team, any baseball team who's made it to the playoffs, the next year, chances are they're going to be less nervous. Why? Because they've been there before. They know what it feels like. They know what to expect. And that's what I can say with this. My journey of creating this whole idea is it been unreal. The doors I have opened has been unreal because I decided to stick with this. Understand already, this book has been out for, I think it's been about three weeks. And there's been a number of sales that have been done. I've been able to get into a number of bookstores. But one of the things that's been amazing is that people have said to me, Jeff, you got to understand, you came with this idea about two to two and a half years ago. And most people talk about an idea and they let it go by the wayside. And some of them said, you know what, Jeff, I'll be honest with you. I thought that's what happened with this book. I thought you were just another guy talking. But here you are. You created the book. You've completed it. It is here. Like it is here. Like you've cemented your name amongst other published authors because you've now published a book. It gives you another layer. It gives you another uh, stair to stand on. You can now say published author and you didn't give up. And that's the whole thing about this. When you have an idea and you think it's good, you know it's going to work. You have to continue to pushing forward, to push forward. 
Your journey can be difficult. Your journey can be downright obnoxious, but understand that you got to continue to push forward because you're going to find success on the other end. When you finally get that app out, when you finally get that book out, when you finally get that podcast out, whatever it is that you are working on, you are going to see that there are benefits that you learned when it's all said and done. Now, I'm not here to say that you have to go and sell a million copies of whatever it is that you're doing. That doesn't determine your success. But the fact that you finished it, you put it into the world, to me, that's successful. Now, again, you have learned so much along your journey that now you can teach. I can actually teach a course on creating a children's book because I've accumulated so much knowledge in the process. I could help somebody along. I've actually got a couple of emails and text messages from people who are looking to do something very similar. I could help them in the process because I've been down that road. I could tell them, not don't go make a left here. That's a dead end. Don't make a right. Keep going straight, whatever it is, right? I'm able to do that because I have been down this road. So the journey has been great. All in all, the journey has been great because now I'm a published author of a book, a double book that I absolutely love. And because I love it, because I put my heart and soul into it, it's not necessarily just about the book. It's about the fact that, again, I was able to finish something that I talked about for so long. Again, the fact that I'm able to create something that's going to help young kids along their own journey. It's going to help them to inspire them at a younger age to help them recognize or help them recognize that they can achieve whatever it is they want to achieve. And I stuck with it. It's the journey. I finally got to the end of my journey, so to speak. Now, the journey continues because there's a lot of things that are happening now. And I'll mention that in a second. However, because I stuck with this journey, I got to the finish line of actually creating the book. I now start a new race that many people can't run. Once you finish your book, you've now, you're now in the position to actually run a new race. I just started this new race of promoting it, of getting it out there, and that's been amazing too because that now leads to my fourth and final segment, the opportunities. So I talked about the idea, I talked about the journey, or sorry, the process, then the journey, now the opportunities. When you create a book, what opportunities does that give you? Well, I could tell you. Since creating this book, I put it on social media and it went viral within the city of Toronto. Many people saw my very first video, which really didn't say much. It was just me so excited because I finally got the printed copies in my hand. I turned my camera on. I'm like, yo, my book is completed. I want to inspire every kid out in our city, blah, 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 something like that. It went on for maybe, I don't know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds. And that video went viral in the city. People saw it all over, and that actually sparked a couple of media uh, locations to actually send me an email. Someone hit me up on Facebook saying, I am from one of the major breakfast television shows on TV, and I want to have you on. Just last week, myself, one of the doctors in the book, Dr. Joel Kerr, and also the athlete, the Olympian, uh, Miss Alicia Tatum, we were on this show, Breakfast Television. And again, this is something that's watched by hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands, of course thousands, of people around the city, around the Toronto and greater Toronto area. And I had an opportunity to talk about my book. 
something that I created, something that came to me at four in the morning when everybody else was sleeping, this idea that I decided to write down. I decided not to let it pass like many people allow their million dollar ideas to pass. I decided not to let my idea pass. I wrote it down, I kept it in my mind, and I worked on it. And that guided me to the point where I was able to be on national TV talking about my brainchild, talking about the book that I was able to create, the book that I want to inspire kids all around the city. I have my book now in a number of different bookstores, and I've been called by all of them to come and replenish because they're selling out. The book is selling well. Again, why? Because I believe that I was able to find a need. There's a need. The need is, is that our kids need to be inspired. Our kids need to recognize that there are things that they can do in this world to change the world for the better. There are too many examples of people bumming around. I want our kids to recognize that there are great examples out there, people doing some fabulous things, and they can do it too. I found there was a need, and I I wouldn't say that I filled the void, but I helped to, to put something within that void to show our young children that they can strive. I received a phone call last week, I'd say two weeks ago, and it was a mother. And the mother said, I was reading the book to my daughter. And my daughter got to the veterinarian page and my daughter said, mommy, I want to be a veterinarian. And the mom said, why? And she said, because I noticed these veterinarians look like me and because they look like me, I can do what they're doing as well. And that's the whole idea about this book, to have children see people, a mirrored reflection of what they can look like. So they can strive to become just like that individual. You can be that veterinarian. You can be that Olympian. You can be that lawyer. You can be that architect. Whatever it is that you want to become, you can become. Because there are people out there that look like you, that talk like you, that are from your neighborhoods, that are striving and becoming their best self. And because they've done it, then you can do it too. That's a message not just for kids, but I've been saying this over and over again to adults as well. We all have the ability to strive for greatness. My book is just a piece of a puzzle that I'm hoping to give to kids so they can strive to be their best selves as well. I want them to be fabulous. And I know you as parents, the parents who are listening, I know you want them to be fabulous as well. For the teachers who are listening, I know you want your students to be fabulous as well. So go out every day and try to show your kids how great they can become. And if you are dealing with kids at a younger age from four to about nine or 10 years old, do me a favor, reach out, reach out to me, get this book. I want this book to be in every single school and every single home because I want our children to recognize that they can achieve so much. Again, the book can be found on Amazon.ca, at knowledgebookstore.com. You can also find it in store, again, in the Toronto area at another bookshop and also a different book list. All right, good people, listen up. I am now an accomplished author. I am now an accomplished author. I am so happy. I am so ecstatic that I've been able to make it to this level. But listen, my journey has just begun. This is just the first. I don't know if I'm gonna create more children's books. I do have other books coming that are adult books. But what I'm saying is the doors that open from the things that you produce, you you just can't see them until you actually get there. So whatever it is that you're working on, 
you gotta keep striving. If you're aiming to get that certain position at your job, keep pushing, because when you get it, doors are gonna open that you've never experienced before. If you're looking to open your own business, entrepreneurship, if you're looking to create that app, if you're looking to start in real estate, whatever it is for you, whatever it is that has you getting up in the morning, all I'm trying to say to you is do not give up. It could be tough. It can be difficult. But at the end of it, once you've lived through your journey, you have that now so you can teach others and watch how doors open for you. You've now created a platform for yourself that you never had before. Something that you can speak about now that you couldn't speak about before. But now that you've gone through your journey, you've gone through the process of creating, of inventing, of doing the thing that you want for yourself. Now you have a whole new level. You have a whole new mindset. Things that you can create off of that first thing. Things that you're able to evolve from because you created that first thing. There are so many things you're able to do. So I'm just here to tell you, do not give up. I'm a prime example. I could have gave up a long time ago. But I realized that the whole idea of this book that I was trying to create was greater than any difficulty that I was going through. It was more grander than any problems that I faced along the journey. You have to continue to keep going because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, once you are done, those doors are going to fly open for you. All right, good people. Much love. Much love. And I'll see you at the top of the next episode. Peace.